I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Let's talk about microdosing. You know that feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, where you've relaxed, you're focused, and a little energized? It feels just right, like you're in the zone. Well, Microdose can help you not only get into that zone easier, but stay there longer. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I absolutely love how helpful these gummies are. For me, half a microdose gummy during the day helps me really stay centered and really fresh as I get everything done on my list. And they really help me relax in the evenings as well and just be present and in the moment instead of worrying about things from the day or what I have to do tomorrow. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code MINAAF. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code MINAAF, for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code Mina AF. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Mina AF. Happy Tuesday. Um, today is going to be a sassy but a fun episode. If you remember a while back, I mentioned when um, my mom's second husband, so my sister's dad, was at my sister's baby shower and gave me a book he definitely thought he was being helpful, but it pretty much was saying, you know, just stop talking. Like you shouldn't be talking about things. You shouldn't be talking about personal things. You shouldn't be talking about family. Like the book has a little, a little short like title as well as the original title that pretty much says shut the F up. And with everything that like comes into my brain, I try not to dismiss it immediately. So I try not to dwell on it, but I didn't want to dismiss it. So even though I thought the book and I thought the gesture and I thought what he said was like absurd, I was like, okay, let's still process this. Maybe there's some merit to it. Maybe I should revisit how vocal I am, how like what I'm sharing, what I'm not sharing, um, you know, how much honesty I'm having. And I thought about it for probably about a week and like the book sat on my island in my kitchen and it was a process. And then it's been, gosh, it's probably been four to six weeks since then. So several episodes, a bunch of amazing voicemails from you, a bunch of Instagram messages, and they all reminded me why I don't shut the fuck up. We are going to start off at the top of the show, coming in fast, with a lovely little snippet from a voicemail that a gal named Casey left. Hi, Nina. This is Casey. Huge fan of the show. Uh, Thank you for never shutting the fuck up. I'm a big fan and I appreciate your vulnerability and your willingness to share so much of your life. And we're going to roll right into this message from Jennifer. 
I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciated your your profound wisdom when describing the relationship with your mom and the boundaries that you have um, on your last episode about your cruise. And it's helped me greatly as I am currently going through just a devastating and heartbreaking time with my own mother. Um, anyway, I just wanted to tell you thank you so much. That was very, very helpful for me. So while I'm not sure how I feel about saying it, being told I have profound wisdom because I don't think I'm old enough for that, I think you guys get the point. So, so many people on Instagram are saying that I should keep my life to myself. But more of you are saying you are benefiting from me not. And I've also been reading, I'm probably going to do a few different episodes about um, Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead. It's really about like leadership in the workplace. And that's why I started reading it. But it has so many amazing takeaways for literally every aspect of your life, your relationship with your significant other, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with yourself, and your relationship at work. So if you guys have the time, I listen to it, obviously, because <laughs> I don't read a whole lot. Um, but some great stuff in there. And one of the things that she talks about is shame empathy. So she talks about Neff's definition of common humanity, which is uniting us in our discomfort rather than pushing a it's just me worldview. Common humanity recognizes that suffering and personal inadequacy is part of the shared human experience. It's something that we all go through rather than something that happens to me and me alone. And what Brene Brown says in this book is that empathy is the most powerful and trust-building tool we have, and it's the antidote to shame. So she says, shame cannot live where there is empathy because shame needs you to believe you are alone. So thinking about it, when you're going through something hard, knowing that you have someone you can lean on or talk to that has gone through the same thing, it helps, right? It, like, it feels good. They can empathize and you can trust that they're genuine in their empathy. So it's this idea that you can only feel shame if you feel alone. And that's why you'll see, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows a friend or has, has watched the, you know, true crime show with, with the narcissist significant other. If you're in an unhealthy relationship, they try to isolate you. So you don't have those outside people to bounce things off of and you feel alone. So when things are done to you, you don't have anyone to go to. So that's, that, that's when you end up feeling shame and responsible for negative things. Um, so really what she's saying is you can completely wipe out that feeling, that feeling of shame, like I did something wrong or I did something bad or I did something I'm embarrassed of with empathy. And empathy exists when we share with each other and when we connect. So like when I was feeling shame for not inviting someone to a party or for setting a boundary, then I can really talk about that openly and have other people relate. You guys relate. You send in messages saying, thank you so much for talking about the thing with your mom. It made it easier for me to like understand what I'm going through. Or thank you so much for talking about your infertility because I've not really known how to talk about it or like, you know, suss through some of my feelings. Um, talking about my plastic surgery, that's a big one, guys. Like even talking about it, it 
I still feel shame, even though I talk about it and it's open. I still feel like people judge me and I did the wrong thing and I took the easy way out, even though I know none of those things are true. And the shame would be so much more if I kept it a secret and was only in my own head about it. So being able to have those conversations with you guys and for you guys to be able to have those conversations with other people, that creates a sense of connection because it creates empathy where you understand someone else's struggle. You may not have gone through it. You may not even actually understand it, but you can say, I don't understand that, but it seems like it's really hard and I'm here for you. But you have to hear the story first to share the empathy to make the connection. So something else she talks about is this shame lens. And it's zoomed in and all you can see are your own flaws, your own mistakes. You're alone. You're struggling in this bubble thinking that you're the only one going through fill in the blank. You're the only one going through infertility. You're the only one going through um, relationship issues, infidelity. You're the only one going through the struggle at work. You're the only one going through not being happy with your body even though we're supposed to be happy with what we have and accept everything and you know this amazing woke culture and the point being that you are alone in fill in the blank and you're struggling. That is the shame lens. It is zoomed in. It is you-centric. You are the only one dealing with this. And let's be real, guys. Like It's a very selfish lens, and it's one a lot of us wear just naturally because as humans, we are selfish people. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, and you can fuel up for them with factors no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. With delicious options from breakfast to dessert, you can stay fueled all day long with easy and nutritious options. Plus, with premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon, Factor meals are a real treat. I love the convenience and the variation of Factor's different meal preferences. Whether it's managing calories, maximizing protein, or avoiding meat, crush your goals this May with Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 and use code MinaAF50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code MinaAF50 at factormeals.com slash MinaAF50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have different stressors, some big, some small, that we carry around and that really weigh us down. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to have a negative effect on us. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever it is that's weighing you down. For me, therapy has been so helpful, really learning those positive coping skills and to be the best version of myself. I know myself better and how to set the right boundaries that really work for me. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, then give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, and it's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash AF today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AF. But if you can zoom out and you can see that so many other people are in the same struggle and that you're not alone and that it's normal and that the experiences make us feel the most alone, those ones that are like the hardest that make us feel, you know, death, um, divorce, those ones that really make you feel by yourself and the most alone are actually universal. Everyone's going through them. Everyone's gone through. You may not know the person, but there's someone else in the world who's gone through what you've gone through and they've made it through. And if they've talked about it, then maybe you know they went through it and then you know you're not alone. And then there's a little bit of a light. So the shame lens is what zooms in, she says, and makes you feel alone. And shame can only exist when you feel isolated and alone. But when you zoom out, when you take this universal view and you can see other people, other stories, other experiences, and know that you're not alone, then you can have a way forward. So a quote that I love is, when we find the courage to share our experiences and have the compassion to hear others tell their stories, we force shame out of hiding and end the silence. When we don't reach out, we often end up in fear, blame, and disconnection. You have to talk about it. She says, shame derives its power from being unspeakable. And if we can name it, you guys, if we can speak it, it fades away. So that is why, I guess, Mina AF exists. That's why I talk about it. And the thing is, when you start talking about it, if you have those people around you that aren't maybe the most healthy connections, that's when you get into this whole idea of gaslighting, which I'm so over the term, but it's a real thing, you guys. Um, So the gaslighting language you might hear that is used to shame and then to defend shaming if you're, um, you know, in a relationship, let's say that's it's not healthy, you're sharing something that you felt shameful about with this other person and you're getting it out so you can feel not alone and so you can make a connection, the gaslighting language to look out for when you're doing those things are things like, why are you so sensitive? Oh, I didn't realize you were so fragile. I didn't know this was such an issue for you. You're so defensive. I guess I'll have to watch what I say around you. That's all in your head. Things like that that make you feel crazy for feeling or saying the thing you're saying. So Everything that I talk about in here, everything I talk about when I do speaking engagements or when I meet any of you one-on-one or really everything that comes out of my mouth, like my honesty isn't motivated by fear or anger or shame or hurt. It's motivated by sharing the struggles that I've gone through that in the hopes that it will make it easier for someone else to make it through a similar struggle. And to help people understand and have empathy, not only for other people, but for themselves. Um, And that is why, in a nutshell, I don't shut the F up. Um, So there's all the Karens on Instagram. Oh my gosh, you guys, I've gotten so many messages lately that are people who don't listen to the podcast, obviously, who don't want to know the truth and are just like raking me over the coals for how I talk about my mother or how I talk about my brother or that I wouldn't have invited my, you know, my entire family to the birthday party and you only have one fill in the blank and 
and all these things. And what that does is make me feel ashamed. I read those and that feeling comes up because I am not, I'm not what it, um, what did she say in the beginning of the voicemail? I do not have enough profound wisdom yet to not feel that. So I don't expect any of you guys to not feel it. It's going to come up, but figuring out how you can channel it is the important part. And for me, channeling the shame through this podcast has been extremely helpful for me. And based on the messages that you guys send, that the people are actually listening, that I care about send on Instagram and in the voicemail box, it's doing what I want it to do. And it's doing what Brene Brown says it will do. Shame cannot exist if you zoom out and take this universal approach. So I have this platform. I am definitely not the only one who's had issues with their family, issues with their mom. But because of the platform that the show created, I have this larger reach than most people. And I think this is where it kind of gets tricky with people who are in the spotlight because a lot of people expect them to have or make you know, political statements or um, you know, economical stances or you know, this is who I'm voting for and this is I'm Republican, I'm Democrat, I'm this. Um, I you know I stand behind this movement or that movement, um, and it's really challenging because that opens up so many more doors of so many more like ugly things because those aren't necessarily my my truths or my like shames like this is more for me and what I want to use my platform more for is to talk about my own experiences that'll make it easier for other people to understand and talk about theirs um i think one of the super helpful things to see even like as a married couple is to to have another couple that you can look to and like ask questions or say you know how did you have this conversation um there's so many things that are hard to talk about and that feel shameful. Um, you know, there's the, the the conversation about, you know, marriage and sex and that it changes from when you were dating and you're in this honeymoon phase. And how do you talk about that? And how do you, you know, respect each party and their needs and be heard in a way where you don't feel like embarrassed or talked over or talked down to? There's the whole conversation of infertility where so many women feel like, this is what my body was made to do. Like I am a woman. I am I I was created to bear children and I can't do that and I'm ashamed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And 
it was so interesting because when I started going through infertility, I hadn't, like, unless you go through it or you know someone who's gone through it, it, it doesn't, it's not really like part of your brain processing. But once I started experiencing it, then I started looking for these stories of shared experiences. And when you look to social media, you see women who, okay, um, I, I, I am not hip on the time. So like, I'm going to make this up because I know Jennifer Aniston hasn't had a child. Jennifer Aniston went through infertility treatments and now she has a beautiful three-month-old baby boy, bouncing baby girl. And that's all you know. You hear this like success story and you don't hear all the shit in between the emotional breakdown that happens when you find out that your body can't do what it was made to do, the emotional breakdown of the dream you had for your life, the plan you had for your life. They don't show you that. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about the 5 million syringes and injections and the potential hormone insanity that happens that you go through and how that affects all of your relationships, your work relationship, your family relationship with your husband, with if you have other children. Um, there are so many things. And even the conversation about sex after infertility, because I think it. I did not experience this, but I know a lot of women do experience this struggle after childbirth or after infertility or after this experience where their significant other saw them as something other than like a sexual being having issues with like resetting that that and I don't know about that because I haven't had that like Steve and I have our own issues for sure just cuz I'm a hot stressed out mess and sex is not the on the top of my mind um and it's an active conversation for us but all these things after I sat and thought thought about you know Rand giving me this book and taking it to heart and saying okay should I revisit am I am I doing the wrong thing sharing because I do have such a big platform. Um, I mean, there's about 5,000 of you guys that listen regularly, so it's not nearly as big as my Instagram following would would suggest. But should I rethink this because there's a responsibility that comes along with knowing people will listen? And what I've decided is I still stand by that the way I'm disseminating information, sharing information, it's 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 just me and it's just my story or it's other people and it's their stories and they're all going to be different. And if there are facts, cool, we can talk about facts. But a lot of what is happening here is just storytelling. And if my storytelling, yelling at a microphone, staring at my computer, so, you know, those of you who watch on YouTube, you know, you might see my face, but to everyone else, I'm just sitting here by myself in a room and it's my voice. It goes so much further than that feels like it goes. So that's awesome. And I'm going to keep doing it. And right now, I'm not going to lie. Mina AF does not make any money, you guys. The goal is obviously to be able to sustain itself. Um, and and we're not there. And when I got the book and had that conversation in my own brain, I thought, okay, maybe this is a sign. Like maybe this isn't an endeavor I should keep taking on. Obviously, it's not taken off enough that this is something that could support me after, you know, stopping doing the show or something like that. Like I thought all those questions and and doubted myself and what I was doing. And then 
actually re-listened to um, another podcast, and the odds for a podcast being successful are about the odds of getting your own HGTV show. So I remember when I started, they were like something like, oh my God, I don't even know how many hundred thousand whatever videos, whatever's are sent in. Like, I want to make a show. Like 6,000 um, sizzle reels are made. And of those 6,000 sizzle reels that are made, something like 600 of them actually end up going to a network that watches them. And of the ones that go to a network that watches them, maybe uh, I think it was like 20 of them get a pilot that year. And of the 20 that get a pilot that year, maybe a couple go to a first season. And the ones that make it past a first, second, or third season are like one in, what was that first number? 6,000. And that's kind of what the podcasting world is, which I understood. Like I'm very competitive, so I want to start everything and like be the best at it right away, even though I know that's not reasonable. And talking about this is helpful because I feel ashamed that I haven't done this well enough that it is making (laughs) any money. Um, But I know that's not true. I know it's not there yet. We only have, you know, we've only been doing it for this year. It's, It's six months. So Gosh, if even that, my 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 memory sucks and dates are bad. But with podcasting, it's the number of people that make it past um, three episodes. It's like ninety percent of podcasts fail after like the first three episodes or something. They just give up because no one's listening. So if you can make it past the first three, you're already in the top ten percent. But then it just whittles down from there. So that is my um, rant about. After all the thoughts and some some insight from Brene Brown and her book, Dare to Lead, um, I am not going to shut the fuck up and I'm going to keep doing me. So I want to end with a couple voicemails. So check these out. And until then, I will see you guys next Tuesday. Hey, Mina. I have watched you since the beginning. My name is Amy. And this last episode that you did about your son's birthday party and the family dynamics, that was a really good episode. And I really stopped and thought about a lot what you said as I experienced a lot of the same. So thank you for that episode. Hi, Mima. I just wanted to leave you a message. I just listened to your clickbait podcast clickbait podcast and I'm in the process of getting ready I live in Michigan getting ready to go to Iowa to see friends and family and my mom and I have had a rough relationship and I like what you said about how it always seems like the kids have to fix the relationship and blah 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 and it was nice to hear somebody say otherwise and uh it was just validating. Just wanted you to know. And you do you, and like you, therapy and meds get you through sometimes, doesn't it? Thanks so much. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.